my TikTok. I, I just watch what's for me and then I'm out. Which reminds me, I got something else to possibly talk about TikTok, but there's no one here I want to talk to it about. I see these hot chicks with like their everything just about showing and they're like tap here to see nude. And I tap there and it says nothing to show you. Like uh, it, it's a cul-de-sac I can't get out of. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm talking about, Rob? Oh my God. I tried everything <laughs> in the instructions. I can't get past it. I'm like, it's, it, it's fake. Don't, don't listen to those. Don't stop being a boomer. Is that what it, <laughs> really is? Fuck. We're burning content. Yeah, we're burning content. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Welcome to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the GBP, if you will. Nailed it finally. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and friends of all ages, to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the hottest, freshest, not copied, independent kind of uh, unique podcast you can listen to in your truck, hopefully, or cubicle, or your jail cell, or wherever you listen to stuff. Up to my left. Oh, hairless cat about to jump. Hang on. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was rad. What? That cat just skied up. Did he slam dunk a basketball? Anyway, it's Rob. What up, Rob? Oh, hey, what's up, man? I was focusing on the dog and then the cat popped in jealous and then pulled like a Michael Jordan. Like whether you think gravity ain't working on that cat. Oh, yeah. What up, Rob? Long time no see. How you do? Yeah, it's been a while. How you been? Uh, I've been OK. You look great, man. You look uh, semi refreshed. You look you got uh, you got a glow. You got a glow too. Stop fucking lying to me. Are you pregnant? The baby is yours. I knew it. You told me it couldn't happen the way we did it. <laughs> I adopted, but it's still mine. Yeah, that's kinky as hell. Up to my right, the man, the myth, the legend, the silent assassin, my man Shards. What up, Shards? Yo. <laughs> Goddamn, short and sweet. I love that guy. Shards, how you doing? I'm doing. And we can draw whatever we want from that. Shards <laughs> is doing nice to be back, ladies and germs and supporters and friends and haters, especially the haters. We took a couple of weeks off. A eh? Shards got. Uh, did you ever get a diagnosis? Shards was it Ebola? What did you have? Well, I don't know. What I had COVID. He was sick. Of, <laughs> let me just say, I thought Shards was indestructible, and then he caught some kind of germ, and it knocked him out. He still powered through some days at work, but he was cracked. He was a broken man, but he still powered through. And Dude, then uh, the I might as well have not even been there. I was a freaking zombie for three days. Uh, spoiler shit. alert: There's a lot of people at that place that shouldn't shouldn't be there, but are that aren't. Doing <laughs> so you look like a superstar. And then oh. the fam got it, and it was bad. And then Thanksgiving came, and you know we had football to watch and turkey to eat and whatnot and so forth, like y'all did. This is your week and a half after thanksgiving this is our week after thanksgiving anyway so we're glad to be back i hope no one thought we were off the air i wonder if anybody's like oh my god they're done i hope they're dead because gp is dead (laughs) Uh, never never we're heading for episode 50 which is our grant reopening 50 
one will be 50 zero. Oh, it's going to be great. Remember, we promised him way back in the day, the uh, incredible video from Sheboygan that no one has seen. That's going to come up after episode 50 when we get our shizzle to gizzle and we uh, relaunch. Grand reopening. Nice. Well, it's good to be back, boys. And uh, housekeeping. We don't have any fuck ups from the last episode that I remember, but we do have some uh, listener things to housekeep christine chris 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 my friend chris she's a runner she's a marathoner and she ran her foot into the ground literally by running thousands of miles and she got reconstructive foot surgery and she's on her back she's like a what are the dogs that herd cattle and sheep the border collie christine is like oh she's like a german shepherd like dixie dog my sweet loving german shepherd that she owns and keeping her off her foot for like two months, I can't even imagine being her doctor. All you do is just call her and go, quit it, quit it. So she is laid up, healing from foot reconstruction. She's like my podcast conscience now. I like her a lot, and I, I, but she listened to our podcast. And then I'm like, when we get it deep into our hijinks, I'm like, oh, God, Chris is listening. But then again, she says, no, it's great. Okay. Anyway, cheers. Get well soon. You know Chris Shards, don't you? Sure do. Rob, you worked with her too. She's a good person. She's from, she's from uh, Massachusetts. We uh, every time we need something, we go. Let's go to inventory and get pots. <laughs> <laughs> she's my favorite person to bother. She's and great. She helps me with all my hijinks because I circumvent all kinds of stuff with her. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I did too, and Chris was always helpful. And the fact she's not there, we miss her terribly. So get well, Chris. That's housekeeping. Bad news, dudes. I just found out about this this afternoon. I had other bad news to throw in there. This is this is going to blow your minds. And this really pissed me off. And we talked about the shop and everyone's pissed off. Did you know that our national government, our federal government, when they pass that uh, end recession, build infrastructure bullshit that's like 26,000 pages and no one read it, but it's going to build our infrastructure – Buried in that legislation, signed by our elected assholes, both stripes, red tie, blue tie, they all signed it. There is a mandate in there that by 2026, a year, two years and a half from now, cars in the United States, all cars in the United States must have an internal kill switch. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, nope, this is fake news all over it. I researched it. It is true news. It's in there. It's very broad language, but here's what they're after. They put in legislation saying in order to keep impaired drivers from killing other drivers, every car in the United States must have a kill switch that can shut the vehicle down when the driver appears impaired. That is broad as hell. It is true. What? Yeah. So, we hashed over it in uh, fifth grade uh, fart and uh, dick joke ways at, in the shop. And it, we came up with some really important points. I guess what we discerned was they're going to use like uh, Roadrunner after he killed his first car by hitting a mystery dump truck because he turned off all his safety shit. He got a newer like a 2023 or 24, 2023 uh, RAV4. His car reads speed limit signs. And if you turn all the nanny shit on, it will tell you, hey, you're speeding. It will tell you you ran a stop sign. It will tell you all kinds of it. it 
it babysits you if you turn on all the stuff that it can do with a camera in the rearview mirror and whatever else it uses. God only knows. So they can tell when you fuck up. Lane assist, if you veer left and right and left and right, the lane assist can tell you, hey, this guy's weaving. Shut the car down. That's what they're claiming is what's happening. But it is in the legislation. I tried to debunk it because it sounds so unbelievably stupid and unbelievably encroachment, if that's a word, out of football that I couldn't believe it. But it's true. By 2026, all cars in America, produced in America or bought in America must have that. So what do you say, Rob? How do you feel about this incredible revelation? It's time to go back to horses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that might be a little extreme. Maybe cars made before 2026. Shards, what do you think about this? You're you're kind of you're in the cars. You got some rad ass cars. And what do you think? Sounds uh sounds like when martial law goes in effect, they're just gonna shut everybody's cars down. That's what we yep. said. And then the naysayers like, well, how's the government gonna shut down your car? You know, we don't know. I can think of a couple ways, like you know those stupid ass emergency signs on the highways. So Roadrunner's car can read speed limit signs. It can read signs. So they have those changeable signs already uh, over the interstates in Florida. They just put up some code with lights you know and the car will recognize it and shut it down who knows maybe it can communicate through the internet we don't know maybe a hacker could get in there and shut your fucking car down but later on just a little while ago i had the thought this didn't get in there because a mother said if my son only had a car that would shut itself down he wouldn't be dead today it's money where would the money come from where's the money in this follow the money banks probably funded this you didn't pay your car payment on time, your car shut down. Now what are you going to do? Cops, what if your cars, uh, they call it enhanced safety systems. I don't know if you watch a Safe Light commercial. They say not only can we replace your windshield, which should be one job. They're like, we can also recalibrate all your safety systems. How many safety systems run through my fucking windshield? You know what? A lot of them. Not on my Dodge truck from 19, 2001. But new cars... So a cop gets behind you, you don't stop fast enough. He flashes a light code or a IR code or whatever your backup alarm shit code is, and your car shuts down. Then what? Like this is how do our lawmakers put this, hide this deep in that fucking let's fix your roads bill. This is what we're up against. This is crazy. This is so egregious. So what happens if I'm like a super smart hacker man? And I decide to snipe the frequencies that the government agencies or whomever is utilizing to stop these vehicles and do that to vehicles that I want to steal. Who, who's to say? Nobody knows, but it's law by 2026. And, you know, everything is hacker proof. Ha ha ha. What about if the government, uh, we get COVID 27, COVID 27, we need you to lock down. And they broadcast that stupid ass uh, emergency alert shit to all our cell phones. And for some reason, your car won't start. Stay in your home. You're locked down. This is where we're at. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is like plain and day kick in the face. Fuck you stuff. It would be just that easy, too, because every modern car is equipped with Internet now. Sure. Or they do the roadside thing like they have these digital road signs that put up one of those. What do you call those barcodes that are square? UID code? What do you call that shit? I'm a boomer. QR code? QR code! There's the boomer. So 
they put up a QR code on these uh, signs that are digital. And the next thing you know, you're driving, your car shuts down and says your car has been shut down due to COVID-26. Yeah. Uh, but they can well, shut your car down from anywhere, though, now that every car is equipped with Internet. So just like our phones can receive uh, the notification from anywhere that there's an emergency, they can send that same thing to any car and shut it down. I believe you're correct. Only I only did like 17 minutes of research on this, so I cannot confirm that part. But I tried to keep it basic, like how would a cop shut your car down if he was if you didn't stop fast enough? So, welcome to America in 2026. Your car is out of your control. Oof! All right, that's Oof. the bad news. Kill switch engage. I called it. The good <laughs> nice. news is. I was going to do good news that uh, Henry Kissinger died, but I only knew him from when I was a kid, like a little kid. And I would always, my dad and mom would watch the news and I would hear him mumbling in his whatever Austrian accent. I researched it. There's not enough bad news there for me to crap on Henry Kissinger, but he was tight friends with Nixon. There's got to be some garbage there. So the yin, the good news that won out was today, today. I'm walking out of work. I'm at the plant, me and like uh, 30 other people. We walk out, and uh, as soon as we get to the parking lot, there's an airplane over our head because there's an airport next to our shop. And I have a pilot's license. I know a little bit, a lot about airplanes. And uh, I hear, pow, pow, pow. I look up. It's like a Cessna 150, maybe a 172. And uh, this thing's backfiring and sputtering. And he's he's probably um, two miles from the airport on a parallel course with the runway. And I said, well, that ain't good. So we all started looking up and then his propeller stopped. And I was like, should I get my cell phone out like every other asshole in America and film a plane crash? Nah, I'll leave this to the experts. So... <laughs> I just watched him with my jowls hanging wide open. The prop stop. This dude dead sticked it into Titusville with a dead motor. And I saw no smoke. I saw no flames. I heard no sirens. I think he landed it. But I almost witnessed a plane crash today right over my goddamn head. That's bad. I mean, that's good that he lived. This is the good news. An airplane didn't crash, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. I've been around airplanes my whole life. I, I have a pilot's license. I, I've been around airports my whole life. I've never seen a private aviation plane have an emergency. Today was a day. I walk out, lunchbox in hand, smile on my face. I had a boner, by the way. I don't know why. Anyway, and uh, and wow. So that's the good news. I believe a pilot didn't die today in Titusville. <laughs> Can't beat that. Not with a stick. Not with a stick. Well, I have a sidebar to this because when I was learning how to fly, I was 16. I was a, before I was a 75 percenter, I was a go-getter and uh, I was getting my pilot's license and I was new to flying. I think I had like 10 hours with an instructor in a Cessna 150. I'm flying around Southern California. So I needed a a senior instructor to take me to the next level in my flight training. I had like 10 hours. So the senior instructor is going to fly with me. He is like a 400 pound dude, a big dude. Thanks. Yeah. Which those guys time, fly? I didn't think so. His ass was hanging halfway <laughs> into my area and the door was probably about to explode. But that's, uh, that's uh, trivial to this story. So 
he's going to take me up and put me through my paces to make sure I know what I'm doing so I can go to the next level. This is explains a lot about me. So we take off as we come, we hit rotation speed where you pull the nose up. I, I realize that the right side wasn't coming off the ground because this big old dude. <laughs> so that was new to a student pilot. I'm like, oh God, this plane is lurching to the right. And then I corrected with aileron, took off, and the whole time, like, you're just holding the opposite. You're like, this guy is really fucking screwing the CG <laughs> up. So we take off and he goes, okay, I want you to turn back into the pattern. We're going to go around for a touch and go. I was like, okay. So I take off. I turn right. I turn right again on downwind. And he was trying to test my ability to diagnose a fuel problem. So he distracts me. He points over. And he's like, hey, look at that. And he reaches between the two of us, and there's a fuel main fuel shutoff that you're supposed to shut off if you crash or you think you're going to crash. He turns it off. So I'm young kid flying. I got 10 hours. I don't know what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, the motor's like, and the propeller is just free windmilling. My mind is like, as a stupid-ass kid, I'm like, oh, he turned the motor off. He wants to see if I can land without a motor. <laughs> holy shit that's, that's the me i have been trained if that happens to go through a checklist and check first that valve he turned off and then restart the motor but stupid mike was like oh this guy wants to see if i can land without a motor well that makes sense so i start setting up for a landing without a motor and uh then the tower's like cessna one two three four five or do you have an emergency and they're like my instructor clicks on and goes, uh, no, we're, uh, we're practicing, uh, emergency techniques. We're fine. Okay. So I continue to just do my no motor landing stuff. I grease the landing cause I am a hell of a good pilot. I'm a, I'm, I'm not much in life, but I'm a good driver and a great pilot. I grease the landing with a dead stick. Even the tower came on and said, Cessna, Cessna, that was a great dead stick. And then, uh, my instructor said, here, turn off here. So we turn off. And he goes, "Ah, you were supposed to find the valve I flipped and restart the motor. Why did you land the plane without a motor? I said, because I thought that's what you wanted, man. (laughs) (laughs) At no point did this guy think, hey, maybe we should uh, turn it back on. uh, (laughs) He went with it. I went with it. But I was mad. I was actually mad. I was like, why would you turn the motor off and and not make me want to do a landing? And then even he, he had sweat dripping off his brow <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, uh, that was a great landing. All right, let's, uh, I flipped this valve off next time. Why don't you go through your engine out checklist? And I was like, well, why don't you ask me to do a power failure checklist? Like, that's how stupid I was. I was like, if you're going <laughs> to make me do a power failure checklist, tell me that's what we're doing. Instead, I'll land the dead stick. I don't give a shit. God, I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but as this is my life, I was stupid, but I was talented flying a fucking airplane. And he even told me that was a great dead stick kid, but don't ever do that again. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, the airplane section of it, kind of. But there's more. There's more. And it. Uh, Rob had an idea, something he saw and something I saw that popped up. Rob came at it a better direction than I did, but I was TikToking this weekend as I want to do. And I came across an old video of a dude who worked as a ground crew, right? Robbie's ground crew at an airport, I think. Yeah, he was Richard Russell. And that was like Washington or Oregon. 
Uh, I think it was Washington. It's Washington, I believe. Anyway, that leads us into seasonal depression and uh, and hopelessness. This time of year, a lot of people get a lot of bad feelings because half the world is like, joy to the world. And other people who I can sympathize with are like, oh, what are you guys happy about here? What's going on? So tell us, Rob, about our uh, our boy. So I guess as a preface... This is in no way to throw shade at this man. Um, no, not to, at all. To drag him in the dirt, to make fun of him. Not Anything at all. I say in jest is to bring light to a, a tragic situation. Um, yep. But Richard Russell worked ground crew and saw an opportunity to hijack an aircraft um, with nobody on it. Nobody. There's nobody on the aircraft. Um, in this entire situation, no one was harmed except for him and And he flew over unpopulated areas. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the audio from the tower and himself. It's, it's pretty sad stuff. It starts out pretty hopeful. The guy's attitude is really good. He's a great attitude. And I think that's what the scary part really is, is he does have a great attitude for ultimately he knows he did wrong. Um, he knows he's going to disappoint the people that care about him. And it just goes to show that it can be anyone. A part that I'm going to highlight, uh, he says, I'm just a broken man mm-hmm. with a few screws loose. And while that's not an excuse for anyone to do anything rash, nope, it is telling of how close people are to doing odd, odd stuff or things out of the norm. And in this time, uh, just make sure to really reach out to the ones that you love and care about the ones that you don't hear from a lot. Just let them know you're thinking about them. Sometimes it really is all that it takes for them. Hang on, Rob, my phone's ringing. I got six calls coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, make sure to call Mike. He's, no, he's very I am a touchy. crying on the inside clown, and that's why I sympathize with this guy. Like, I put up a joyful exterior, but some people that know me know that, you know, the people who seem the happiest are not the happiest, and this guy was one of them. Right, and you can tell by his demeanor when he's talking through the scenario with with the tower. So we're going to jump into it. I'm going to skip around a little bit in the video. Um I don't think we really have time to play the whole thing, but I do implore everyone to look up the audio log of Richard Russell and look out for your friends and family for seasonal depression because it's a real thing. I can attest to that. Absolutely. So this ground crew guy waits for an opportunity and he somehow learned how to start and, and function a uh, twin turboprop high wing commuter plane and takes his moment and grabs one, starts it up, f- taxis and takes off. Probably not knowing how to land.
He sounds like uh, Chris Pratt to me, and you know, Chris Pratt may have the same thing. Funny on the inside, outside, crying on the inside. Listen how nice the air traffic controllers are instead of telling them, you know, you're going to jail, you're this or that. Yeah. You know what I? I think. Uh, I think we should watch the whole thing. It's it's relatively short. Cool. We'll do well. So he's flying over the Olympic Mountains. It's beautiful. We'll put a link in the bio. Sidebar. I've never heard. I've never heard an air traffic control that nice, but they obviously are. This is amazing. Unfortunate, but amazing. So he's over a big lake in Washington State, I believe, or Oregon, Washington State. He takes his two, he's doing a barrel roll in a two engine turboprop commuter plane, guy who's never flown before, other than video games. He's up on his back, he's got it over the top. He did it, but now he's got to pull out of it. Oof. Approximately 10 feet of clearance. The wings didn't come off. That's a miracle that a guy who knows nothing. God, he sounds like Chris Pratt. Maybe this could be a Chris Pratt movie. Now, he uh, unfortunately did not land the plane at an airfield or an airport. He told the air traffic controller, I think I'm just going to go nose down and call it a night. And uh, he picked an an uninhabited island and crashed the plane, ultimately uh, killing himself. And that was the his journey. now, a lot of people on the internet call him the Sky King. I think that's pretty fucking awesome. 
Um, I wouldn't if he had hurt somebody. I, I don't agree by any means with going out and hijacking an airplane, putting people's lives at risk. But if there was ever anyone that did it with tact, I would say it was probably him. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, I think that should I, be a movie. I do what too. Happened? What happened to that guy? Why was he that broken? And then the ending, like I would walk out of that theater bawling my eyes out. Yeah. But that, that could be, could be anyone. You don't really know what everyone or anyone is going through. Correct. And for someone to just flip a switch one day and decide to do that, like you, something's wrong. And there, there may have not been signs, but I'm sure there was a sign to somebody. I'm and sure so there was. Let's just uh, try to keep that in mind when we're going through this time of year of, of uh, love and family and uh make sure to watch out to everyone i concur seasonal depression is huge so look out for your friends and family and if you see something say something to them right absolutely now speaking of friends and family and hurting and and making bad choices (laughs) i went to my super awesome brother and sister-in-law's house for thanksgiving and, uh, you know, while I was chilling there, uh, my brother-in-law watches some other podcasts, which I have yet to endeavor in, but, uh, I guess they interview famous people. And as they're interviewing them, they, the famous people have to eat hotter and hotter chicken wings. Are you guys aware of this podcast? I don't even know what it's called. I'm aware of that actually. Which one? Oh, what? What's it called? I don't know what it's called, but I've seen a bunch of celebrities on it. Okay, I heard Nick Offerman's on it. It was my boy. Nick offers Nick Offerman is my boy. So I'm going to watch it, but I haven't yet. But so my brother-in-law was excited that he bought one of the hot sauces that tripped up a lot of famous people. And I think he said out of 10 hot sauces, it was number seven. My whole life, I've been adverse to like burning your mouth for no fucking reason whatsoever. I had friends, you know, back in the day. Uh, one time I was hanging out with two friends and they had habaneros this was before like ghost pepper and all that shit came out and they're like we got habaneros we're gonna eat them and sit here and have fun i cut them up for them and then they sat there with beer and ate them and i watched both of them sweat and like dry heave and like they thought it was funny i was like this is terrible and then after i cut them up i uh rubbed my eyes with my finger and uh <laughs> <laughs> typical mike so it's called hot even ones when- yeah i can't wait to watch nick offerman i'd watch him read the phone book he's my boy i've read all of his books that's a good dude he'd make a good president anyway so my brother-in-law is talking about this is my kids and the family and and usually i'd be like this is so stupid you guys are fucking morons instead i had a weird tact going on i was just like i think i'm in the mood for this like you ever have you this never happened to me. I was sitting there completely adverse to what was going on. And something in my head was like, dude, this we're in the mood for this. Let's do this. So I was like, okay, uh, picked up a chip. He put a blob on there. And I was like, you know what? Put two blobs on there. I don't know how, where this came from. I was just like, put two blobs on there. So I ate the chip and that shit did not start mild and go crazy. It started like uh, not only did it feel like the hottest chicken wing I ever ate, but it felt like you ever stick your tongue on a nine volt battery when you're a kid. Oh yeah. It had that electric feel. It had the capsaicin feel. And then it had like the electric feel and I was hurting. 
But, like, <laughs> but this is the this is the rub. Instead of being like angry that I did this to myself and how long does this last and holy shit, give me some milk and whatever. I just kind of wrote it like when I got a tattoo and I was like, oh, this is cool. The pain is crazy, but this is a good thing. So I sat there. It took about 20 minutes for it to subside and it peaked after about 10 minutes and it hurt like a son of a bitch, but I enjoyed every second of it. And afterwards, I was like, that was great. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why did that happen? Shards. What, what was that? I don't know. So what you experienced is yes. the same Dr. thing as Rob. like runner's high. Oh, endorphins? Yeah. Oh. That's why people like hot sauce. Certain people, I should say. So maybe you just found your new thing. Uh, yeah, perhaps. I didn't feel like I wanted to do it again, but I was... I, uh, maybe don't I, jump into the top yeah, of yeah. you know the setting. Work your way up, but I think maybe you should start uh, eating some spicier foods. I think I will, but I'm proud of myself that I did that. And then even more, like I got to my first pain threshold where I usually be like, "This is a huge mistake. What am I doing? This is stupid. Why would you do that?" I hit that first pain threshold, and I was like, "I got this. I got this." I did a little breathing. I did a little like. Uh, I, uh, I internalized it and I was like, okay, ride the wave. I, I heard myself saying my head, ride the wave. I rode the wave and it was badass. It was great. I think I felt that way when I got uh, my first tattoo. I think I did too. Your, uh, my tattoo is rudimentary and small, but it started hurting. I was like, okay, ride the wave. I guess this is great. But you guys both have huge tattoo uh, areas. Shards, did you get that feeling when you get a tat? Yeah. Yeah, I actually love the way that it feels to get tattooed. Yep. I think they're one and the same. I think your body has the same response, but I've never. Wow. Okay. So did you ride the wave? Did you get on plane? Like, I felt like I got to a point where if it went higher, I was still like, okay, I'm I'm level. Uh, it can go wherever it wants, and I've topped it off. Did you ever feel that way? Yeah. Like when the, the pain started, and then you're like, okay, I'm on plane. And then if it gets worse, you're just like, I'm, I've got this. Yeah. It's the first time, yeah. Uh, every time after that, I kind of knew what to expect and, you know, kind of looked forward to it. I think that's what's going to happen with hot sauce. But while I was doing that, my kids were doing it and they were like panicking and give me some <laughs> milk. Give me some this. Oh, no. And I was trying to like block that out. I was meditating, basically going, OK, this is cool. It's not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt me. And uh, I had a great time with that. And I don't know why that's so out of character. And I did not expect that. But uh Hats off to capsaicin torture when you, uh, <laughs> if you know how to handle it. Now I know yeah. how to handle it. You know who Jenna Ortega is? Oh, yeah. Her parents own Ortega Chili's and Ortega Taco Sauce. <laughs> 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 she, she's the actor who plays Wednesday. Oh, okay. In the, wow. In the TV show or the, the Netflix special or whatever. She was oh, on Hot Ones. One. And she just absolutely fucking crushed it through every one of those wings. She doesn't flinch at really? all. Really? Spoiler alert, her name's Ortega Shards. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, true. I watch that one um, true, but she's like a tiny little chick, and she gets on there, and she just absolutely crushes it. I don't think it matters to who you are or what you are. I think it matters to what you are inside. I don't know. Maybe women can handle it better, too, because they're pro- they've proven that women are better at handling pain than men by, like, a huge number, like my mom. Like she used to get dental work without Novocaine. I don't remember why she said she did that, but she could just handle pain like a mofo. 
I think I put it through 24 hours of labor. My sister put it through like 36 or vice versa. My mom has just been good with pain. So I hear women can handle that shit. And it's the same thing. It's just nerve cells going red alert, red alert. And then what you do with it is up to you as a human fight or flight. So maybe women do have the advantage there. I would think so. Hashtag pooping a bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you know that women going through, uh, labor is the closest they get to actually feeling what the pain is of a man having a man cold. (laughs) (laughs) You're yes. Shards is a scientist. That is true. Having a baby is like me having a cold. And uh, I've always thought that. Now, Shards has proven it. I think I saw, oh, that, on, I think I saw that on the internet. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to do it again, but I do want to do it again. So I think I, I think I will do it again. But I don't think I'm going to keep getting higher and higher. Like, I don't want to hit 10 on uh, hot ones. But I don't know. I don't know, Next Mike, time I, I go think you can a- take it higher. Are you guys into this? Like, is should this be a challenge or like, what do we do here? Do it. It's Full send. On both, all three of us? No, just you. What? Yeah. This is, what are you oh, talking just about? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is your pleasure train, not ours. Oh, I'm kinked out with this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll all wear right. the leather. Okay. Ooh, who's going to hold the riding crop? Oh, all right. Shards, of course. I think I'm going <laughs> to keep endeavoring this. I know next time I eat chicken wings, I'm going to ratchet it up like two notches. Or before, I was like, why would I sit here and suffer with these chicken wings and not just enjoy them? But now I realize I had it backwards. Why not eat the chicken wings, get that endorphin high, and sit there and fight the burn knowing it can't hurt you and, uh, and ride with it? So I'll keep, I'll keep you guys and our listeners updated since we don't want to make a challenge out of it. But I'll keep you guys updated. However, uh, the backside of this story is, and I, I mean that as a pun, is uh, 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 spicy on the way out. (laughs) I found out that a mucus gland is a mucus gland is a mucus gland. So (laughs) it did not upset my stomach. It did not change the timing of my, uh, my pack timer, but boy, uh, when it, uh, that was something. My dad had a joke that I guess he learned back in the long time ago. My dad's, greatest generation grew up in the depression I, I don't know if he said like somebody in his family had a problem or something but like they would always eat dessert and they would have ice cream and uh one of the kids was on the potty going come on ice cream <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was saying to myself i was like come on ice cream <laughs> Woo! it's like uh the movie evolution oh yeah that's <laughs> if you, you want ice cream yeah, what flavor? It doesn't matter. It's for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least offensive joke in, in that movie, which is a fucking great movie. Well, that brings me to the next thing that we got to talk about is, uh, Shars, I don't remember how we came across this. I think we were just having shop talk. I, I think I ate something. I did eat something that caused me to have to go to the restroom quite a bit and use our one-ply uh, sandpaper. <laughs> Toilet paper, which that's another podcast. How was one ply toilet paper cost effective? I think 
people like me roll that into like 12 ply paper t- toilet paper and you're losing money but mm-hmm. i'm gonna do that math on and that. it's non-absorbent okay of course not it's like donut paper or pastry paper <laughs> things it just, it's just moving around. stuff around yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well that's a future podcast i maintain if you buy good toilet paper for your employees they'll use less of it and it will cost you less however that didn't happen so I ate some stuff that caused me, not the hot pepper stuff, but some other stuff that caused me to have to uh, sand the sinkhole. What's a better word? I had to <laughs> I had to sand the starfish. I sanded my starfish a lot, and it left blood on the paper from the outside. Mm. So... I was like, if I cut my finger and I stuck it in my feces, I would die in five days from sepsis and the worst infection ever. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Open wound plus feces equals death or severe really sepsis. Really bad infection. <laughs> right. That seems to be a, a through uh, my entire life was don't get poop in a cut. So then I started thinking, I just made open cuts in my bungalore whole area and i'm like why am i Mm. (laughs) no no uh not unless glory means making methane gas for the environment your chocolate starfish (laughs) my barking spider go rob you're up your brown octopus oh okay (laughs) you're up shards go uh Go, Shards, go. Don't drop the ball. The old balloon knot. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. My favorite. Well, we're not going to top balloon knot, so we'll move on. Uh, (laughs) Balloon knot. (laughs) Okay, so I was like, shouldn't I be dying of infections when now that feces and blood and open wounds have come together? So I Googled it, and I Googled it again, and I gave it a good glass bottom podcast research you should have googled and, images no oh, jesus shards <laughs> nice what the oh yeah twitter search yeah no 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 i've fallen for that before nice callback oh uh, yeah good callback because oh my god great callback rob that's old school <laughs> oh my god that's the best callback of our career so far all right so Here's what I found, and it makes no sense to me, and I fucking don't believe it. Here's what they say. Your intestinal tract and your mucous membranes in your butt have special uh, antibodies and white blood cells that can fight all the germs and bacteria that are in your intestinal tract. So if you scrub your bunghole to oblivion the membranes around there have special antibodies that can fight off infection. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That solves the problem. Why am I not dying of sepsis? Because I wipe my ass too much, but why doesn't your whole body have those antibodies? Why are they only around your butthole? Because human evolution is just about good enough. Just good enough to keep you alive. (laughs) Rob, that was a great answer. I was literally racking my brain why, and that makes all the sense in the world. (laughs) Human evolution is about good enough. I think you are correct. Whoever stuck their bloody finger in their ass 
they would die. But if you happen to sit on a cactus, you would live and that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Shards, do you have a counter hypothesis? Because I think Rob just solved the mystery. Your whole body will not get these antibodies. Only your inte- your intestinal tract, like if you have a intestinal blowout inside your body, supposedly, even though I know people that died of this shit, the antibodies are there and the white blood cells are there to to attack it. However, if it's inside your body, they seem to never win, you know. Like the uh, dudes that play the Globetrotters, the Washington Generals or whoever the fuck plays the Globetrotters never wins. However, if you sandblast your ass, those antibodies will win. What do you say, Shards? Um, I think it's a big pharma conspiracy because there's no money in perfect <laughs> <What>? bodies. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you saying we're all engineered? <laughs> Perhaps. So... How does big pharma like? Are you saying that like our milk that's fortified with vitamin D kills your ability to fight off a finger infection that's been in your anus, but yeah, your anus can still function if it's bloody? Yeah, I think it's all those uh, vaccines that we get as children. They engineer our bodies to not be able to fight off infection in our arms if we get shit in it. But if you get Uh shit in your blown open asshole, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Are you insinuating my asshole's blown open or just America on average? What do you think the average American I mean, asshole is blown I mean, open? There's a lot of I think. Oh, boy. There's our small bleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. Chris, turn this off. Please, Christine, turn this off. Find, go, go listen to Smartless. I don't know what to tell you. Woo! Okay. Well, that brings me to my last thing. It's medical, too. Uh, I I tried to Google this because I know I saw it on a medical show back in the 80s or 90s. But like when I sneeze, you guys have heard it and people think it's shtick. People think I'm trying to be funny. But when I sneeze, my diaphragm and lungs produce so much overpressure that if I try and hold it, it like it blows my eardrums out. My ears are fucked up for a day. It hurts my diaphragm. It feels like it ripped and it's painful, extremely painful. So I I was doing something the other day. I had food all in my hands and I could not do my normal sneeze, which everyone knows is like 120 decibels. It sounds like uh, Fred Flintstone sneezing. I held it in and it hurt. Everything I just told you happened. And then people at work were like, why do you do that? Sneezes don't have to have volume. Sneezes don't have to have your voice. So I try to not do that and it hurts. It blows my body out. I agree. I agree. I have, you have tried, the same problem. I have tried to have quiet sneezes. Not fucking possible. Okay? Right. That shit's moving at 120 miles an hour out of my body, yes. no matter what. I, High pressure. Your lungs are being squeezed. They'll generate as much pressure as you want. Shards, I have never heard you sneeze that I can remember, even though you were sick as a dog. It's because he has no hair in his nostrils to get tickled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wait wait you're on to something you're on to something is that true shards like you don't get tickled in your nostrils anymore not really no i i can attest that i sneeze way less now that i don't have nose hairs well my nose hairs are tremendous they look like Cher's wig so that's probably what happens to me so that is probably part of the key but sneezes are supposed to be therapeutic they they expel bad things from your breathing system you might be more susceptible to lung cancer shards. Maybe. Thank when God I'd... you never smoked. Thank God you <laughs> yeah. never smoked. Anything. Yeah, good thing. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. so you don't have huge sneezes, do you? No, when I sneeze, it sounds like a little girl, to be quite honest Aww. with you. I've had that comment made multiple times. Wow, you sound like a little girl when you sneeze. I've never heard you sneeze. My wife, she does a little girl sneeze, but uh, like it cracks me up. Ever since I met her, it was like she would do the big wind-up. You know, the sneeze, you get the wind-up like a pitcher. It's like into the wind-up, and then she go... <laughs> Like, what <laughs> i will say that that type of stuff has always bothered me people would like big wind up and they go ah! and it's like why why all of the theatrics just to give me that little thing yeah where did it go <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a suppressor on a rifle like yeah. where are you pumping this gas out because i cannot and then people <laughs> have been like this is shtick dude why don't you just knock it off and i'm like if i could i would would uh, you know i i would i cannot yeah. you need but pressure the, reduction technology i you do, do. <laughs> <laughs> but god forbid we stray into the medical world can you imagine us making medical equipment no thank you um <laughs> <laughs> But the other side of this is I heard a long time ago on some stupid TV show that there are people in this world. It's a it's condition. And my deep research of 10 minutes couldn't find the name of it on the Internet, although my search history got really fucked up. When I sneeze, not only do I have that tremendous muscular buildup. Do you come when you sneeze? Is that what you're about to tell us? Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's an oversimplification. I do not eject stuff. (laughs) That is an over... Your Honor, order. You have a cumless orgasm? Yes! (laughs) Is there any other kind? It's tantric sneezing. I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Sidebar. John at work told me a, a joke this week that made me laugh so fucking hard. Hey, did you know that getting a vasectomy counts as a as a diet? No. Yeah, uh, your partner gets all of the same great taste with half the calories. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Oof! <laughs> so, what? That's a classic. All right. So here's the deal. When I sneeze, I get like 70% of the endorphins or whatever you want to call it. There's no eject. There's no mess. It's there's no mess, but like, and I thought I was weird. I never mentioned it to anybody. I hit it my whole life. And then I saw like some show where they talked about people who have this, there are people who have this, but they go all the way. They sneeze and it's on like donkey Kong. I don't know what that means for a woman. Cause I know nothing about women having orgasms, but the men, Damn. the men go, I, I don't, but I get like 70%. I get the endorphin rush, the pressure, I get everything. So I have a medical condition. I wonder if the VA will cover some of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to blame it on Agent Orange. To find out. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I wish I was, I wish Rob was wrong about that, but he's got me there. Thank you, Rob. Anyway. I'm going to uh, think so differently of you every time you sneeze like that. I'm now assuming you make the alone. same noise when you actually. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> raspberry, raspberry, raspberry! Cut this part out. Jesus! No, here's what it sounds like. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by 
15 minutes of crying. <laughs> Maybe 20. <laughs> this got so off track. I knew I knew there would be some gristle to this, but I didn't know you got you idiots to push it this far. <laughs> What a mess we've made here today. Ladies and gentlemen, this has turned into a mess. Unlike my underpants when I sneeze, let the record show. <laughs> but to anybody that knows me, when I sneeze, it's not a production. I, I do a lot of yuck, yuck stuff, and I make a lot of noise as a dipshit. But when I sneeze, that's just like if I hold that back, it will hurt me. It will it will damage me. And, uh, and even don't Josh. Get to come. <laughs> no, I do not. But I'm used to that. I've been married for 30 years. So uh, anyway, Josh was like, used to. Josh hated it and used to work next to me. He's like, dude, here, here's an article saying that your voice box is not part of a sneeze. And I'm like, if I could not make this noise, I would not make this noise. Well, you're just doing it to me. Like, no, I'm not. I have a problem. My sneezes are fucking loud. My sneezes are loud. I bet they're like 120 decibels, and I'm so sorry for that. And my dad, thinking back, my dad had the same thing, and I thought the same thing. My dad's just being dramatic to make people laugh. It's in. It's a. He might have came though. I never asked him. (laughs) (laughs) Should I have asked him? I don't know. Hey, Dad, how's the how's work? Uh, When you sneeze, do you come? Although, Jesus Christ, sidebar, <laughs> my dad wore tidy whiteies till the day he died, so he probably didn't know if he did or not. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the stains all kind of run together after a while. <laughs> oh, 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 this train went off the tracks through a schoolhouse full of babies, and now it's in a dynamite factory. Christine, I'm so sorry for this. Please. Please find another podcast, Christina. I can't have this. All right, you guys. Boy, that was fun. Woo. Uh, we've wasted enough of their time. You got anything else to say? Anybody? Anybody got anything to throw in the fire? Rob? Nothing? Shards? Yeah. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Only when I think about Roman helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use my closing line of uh, vasectomies not only stop pregnancy, but they cut the calories in half for your significant other or same great taste, half the calories. Both no, half. you're missing. You're re- missing the real beat here. You know, oh, what is the real beat, Rob? It's not that vasectomies stop pregnancies. It, uh-huh, that, it's uh-huh. just that they change. The Oh no! <laughs> Can we end on a bleep? Can we end on a bleep? I guess so. All right, see us. You heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be a friend. Fuck a friend. Find us anywhere and you listen to the podcast. Catch you on the next one. The show stings. <laughs>